We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hit and run. Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. Colton Wong on a fastball inside. He takes it down the line to right and gives the Brewers a 1-0 lead. Taylor to left center. Goodwin back at the track. He's got no play and back-to-back nights. Home runs with Tyrone Taylor. This one a solo job, but the Sox have nine outs to come back, and that from Rowdy Telez is going to make it more difficult. Five to one through the zone in a heartbeat, and Telez a solo home run, the third tonight for Milwaukee. Goodwin to right on a line, and that is that. Milwaukee wins the second game of the series, 6-1. to one. We already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we're going to be dogs. Hit and run, Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. And Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run this Sunday morning. Welcome in Sean Anderson back in the studio and a jam-packed show he produced for us this afternoon. Thanks for throwing in the P.J. Tucker, one of those Milwaukee dogs with you. I normally host afternoons on 1250 AM. The fan up in Milwaukee, Bruce Levine, score senior baseball expert. He'll be joining us at 940. Patrick Mooney, senior writer at The Athletic. Joins us at 10 at 11 o'clock. Scott Merkin, he covers the White Sox for MLB.com. And Will Salmon, Brewers beat writer for The Athletic. He'll join us. You heard some clips from Brewers and White Sox on NBC Sports Network right there at the top of the show. We're taking you right up to Cubs baseball. They take on the Diamondbacks. Pre-game 1245, first pitch at 120 right here on 670 to score your home for Chicago Cubs baseball. And want to talk to you between all that at 312-644-6767. You can tweet the show at 670 to score at hit and run 670. And uh, you can also obviously text into the show. Same phone number 312-644-6767. And Chicago baseball fans in, on very different ends of the spectrum as we sit less than a week away from Major League Baseball's trade deadline. I know I know I'm a Cubs fan and I'm sitting here kind of walking on eggshells waiting for the the end of of an era here in Chicago Cubs baseball and we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the show but Sean Anderson, huge Sox fan, you're you're not walking on eggshells at all. You're just waiting to see what you're getting for Christmas, right? Yeah, it's very exciting. It's 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 what the 20 20th now. It's December 20th basically. We're 5 days away. 
Yeah, kind of, kind of. And I know I know you I know you want Chris Bryant for Christmas. I, I've been following you on Twitter and I know that's what you want for Christmas. And you seem overly confident that you're going to get him. You you almost you almost talk about it like it's a foregone conclusion that Chris Bryant will be in a White Sox uniform. But what I want to know from Sox fans is what's on your wish list? Who or what is on your wish list as we sit five days away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline and your Chicago White Sox are sitting in first place and in a pretty good spot, and you would think, looking to add and bolster their chances of doing something in October. 312-644-6767 or get in on Hit and Run. You can tweet the show at Hit and Run 670, at 670 the score. And again, same phone number for the text line, 312 644 67 Six seven, and while the Sean Andersons of the world want Chris Bryant and want a big bat added to this lineup, and I get it, it's very sexy. Grabs headlines if you go and get a Chris Bryant or somebody like that. I don't really know that that's that that's what you need necessarily. Three big bats are are on their way back to this White Sox lineup. You're you're about to get back Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, and things sound good for Yasmani Grandal. And I know that scoring runs, if anything, has been a problem for this White Sox team. And they haven't had many problems, but if anything has been a problem, it's been scoring runs. You look at this team and, and the run prevention has been what's gotten you to this point. But I say add some pitching, man. I say add some pitching and and, and bolster that bullpen and I like Sean back in the studio. I like to think big. I, I like to go shopping for the biggest, best, most expensive thing out there. And that's also on the north side of Chicago. If you're looking to get the best reliever out there on the market as the trade deadline approaches, I say you go and get get yourself a Craig Kimbrell. Get yourself somebody like that so that when when games when you have a lead after six, even five innings. It's game over, man, and I, I know that I know that Hendricks is already there, and you got your closer, and 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 you you probably don't feel like that's much of a need. I think you can always, always, always make a bullpen better, especially when we're talking about September and October baseball. And, and maybe it's not Craig Kimbrell per se, but I, I would like to add a big arm to that bullpen, despite despite maybe the instinct and, and the knee-jerk reaction to go out and get a big, sexy bat like a Chris Bryant. Don't get me wrong. That would help a lot, and I, 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 don't think, I don't think Sox fans should be upset if you go out and get a Chris Bryant type or go out and get a bat to add to this lineup, but Sean, I just... I don't really feel like a bat is is what this team needs. I, I feel like you're 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 essentially getting trade deadline additions to this lineup through through guys coming off the IL and in, in what seems like the next couple of weeks between Eloy Jimenez and and Luis Robert and Yasmani Grandal. I don't know that you need to go and get another bat when you're getting those three guys, man. It, you always need more pitching, and, and specifically, you always need more bullpen when you get into September and October and games mean something. I don't know if Hendricks is is the closer. I don't know if if Kimbrell is the closer or one of those guys moves to that sort of fireman role where you're bringing him, bringing him in for high leverage situations against the best part of a lineup in, in the sixth or the seventh inning in a close game. I just know that the more arms you have coming out of that bullpen, Pen, the better off you are in September and October. And I feel like once you get those three guys back to the lineup, this White Sox team is not going to have much of a problem scoring runs. Yeah, the Kimbrel uh, Hendricks dynamic would be very interesting. I, th- I think that maybe, you know, I, I think 
the guy that would be there would probably be the the closer, quote unquote. So I think Ken, Hendricks would probably stay in that role. But also, I like Hendricks moving around. I like Hendricks in the sixth or seventh. You know, whenever you're going up against that heart of the lineup, and Kimbrel's been proving, you know, throughout his career that he can save it with the best of them over 300 in his career. So I wouldn't be against that. Again, you're making your bullpen better, and this White Sox team has multiple needs. It's not only just in the bullpen or in the uh, you know one bat. It's not either or. I think they need both. Um, so if they're able to get a, a right-handed arm out of the bullpen like Kimbrel, that would be huge. And also, it's not like a wish for Chris Bryant. I've manifested Chris Bryant to the White Sox. <laughs> so let's just get that right. It's not, I'm so confident about it because we're trying something new. We're trying just to manifest things to happening because it's not, Eloy and, and uh, Luis aren't additions, right? L- Luis has played for this team this year. Eloy should have been on this team, but he was hanging from the outfield wall in spring training. I think that this team needs to add, uh, especially someone who hasn't been on their 40 man roster this year. I think that going out and getting a bat would be huge. The Bryant thing has gotten a little bit more iffy, but I still have faith in it. I have to, or the manifestation won't work, but I, I think second base is looking like more of a need. But again, Chris Bryant on this team, is not going to make them worse? Chris Bryant, they've they've stuck him in there at second base once or twice this year. The Cubs have, so maybe maybe that is your your second baseman. But and and I I get it, man. I get it. That's 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 a tasty little little morsel out there, and, and Chris Bryant or or a bat to add to this lineup. And you say that those guys aren't additions, but when when you look at this Sox team, if if you're looking at this Sox team and 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 you don't even Let's let's take those guys out of the equation. Let's let's act like Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez were were never part of this team. You look at this team and and the thing that that they've had trouble doing, not 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 great trouble doing, but the thing that they've they they've lacked in compared to to other facets of their game is their ability to score runs. And so I I get your your instinct to go and add an go ahead and add a bat to this. I just I think those three guys are going to be more than enough of a boost to this lineup for for this White Sox team to make some noise in October. And you have the starting rotation, obviously, to make some noise in October. I think that it's it's the bullpen, man. I think you need to add a bullpen arm or two. And like I said, I think big. I think Craig Kimbrell, when I look at the market, and I, I see that he's probably the best guy out there on the bullpen market, but it doesn't have to be a Craig Kimbrell. I'm just saying go and bolster that bullpen so that when when you do get leads, when, when that lineup does does wake up and gets those guys back and you have leads through five or six innings, you just you know you have two or three arms that's going to wrap this thing up. Got a tweet or a text here from uh, the 708. Sox need a bullpen arm or two and maybe an infielder that gets on base. That That's that's. Also, uh, something that that bears that requires looking at. We're we're talking about the big sexy moves like a big arm for the bullpen, a big bat for the lineup. But those little things too are, often are the type of moves that put you over the top and and give you those players that that make the plays that end up being the difference in a playoff game. A, an infielder who can get on base, or maybe that that stolen base specialist. Although they kind of already have one of those little things like that. Uh, are, are, are something that the White Sox are going to look at as well. What's on your White Sox wish list as we approach the trade deadline? 312-644-6767. Give us a call or get in on the text line or tweet the show at hit and run 670 or at 670 the score. Are you looking at anybody other than Chris Bryant when you're talking about bats, Sean? Because I, I, I know, like I said, it's five days ahead of Christmas for you as a Sox fan and Chris Bryant at the top of the wish list. But you always have two or three other things 
on the wish list. Are you looking at anything else? Anybody else out there on the trade market if you're looking at a bat? I think if we're talking bats strictly, I would look second base. I, I think that they might look into the catcher market, but it doesn't look like that's going to be too active trade-wise. Maybe they look to pick up someone free agent-wise or somebody that ends up getting cut. You know, Chirinos is a great pitch, pickup for the Cubs. I think if they're looking in that type of market, uh, that will probably happen. But I think second base is probably where you need the most upgrade with a bat. Garcia's fine. I think Mendick should probably get sent down. Um, and Len Leary can be used as a, a utility guy, but a guy that can, you know, like an Adam Frazier can play second base. I think Trevor Story might be too big of a name uh, to go out and acquire, but I think those two guys, you know, move Story over from short to second base um, and have him and Anderson uh, up the middle. I think those two moves would be the ones that I think are probably most realix- re- realistic. You know, I, I'm trying to get Bryant here, but I think I think probably second base is the, the, the position they'll attack. What's on your White Sox wish list? 312-644-6767. And like I said, Cubs fans, myself being one, on on the other side of the spectrum. So let's let's look at that wish list too, but it's a different type of wish list. And it's who are you wishing that the Cubs are going to hang on to at the trade deadline here? And I, I, like Sean, really, really want Chris Bryant in my team's baseball uniform that that that's what I want moving forward after the July 31st trade deadline and I don't know why we're going to talk about the Cubs at the trade deadline a little bit more in depth a little bit more in detail later in the show after we talk with Bruce Levine coming up at 940 here on hit and run Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel I I don't know why it has just it seems like a lot of Cubs fans have kind of just accepted the fact that Chris Bryant is going to be moved at the trade deadline. And look, we have to accept the reality of of this baseball team, of this franchise, of where they're at at this time, and the fact that a, a new era is is going to happen and and probably probably should happen. Not just when you look at this thing from a financial standpoint and and you know, cry tears for for the the rickets and and the biblical losses that they've suffered in in the last year with COVID and everything else, but just from a baseball standpoint, guys, this this thing hasn't worked. It hasn't worked the way that we had hoped that it would work. And and so maybe maybe it is time to to move on. But I just don't I don't get why it's why it's Chris Bryant that every that 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 everybody has just assumed and that the Cubs have have planted in our heads. We should assume is is the guy that's going to be on the move and will be traded. And I know people are going to call me or text me at 312-644-6767 and say they've made the offers to him. They're going to bring up Scott Boris and the fact that he's not going to let Chris Bryant sign an extension before before he hits the free agent market. He likes he likes to stoke the fires of bidding wars and and I I get that. But man, despite the the biblical losses the Cubs can win any bidding war. If the Cubs wanted to, they they could go out there and just say and just say we're going to outspend anybody else when it comes to the Chris Bryant bidding war that that's going to happen this offseason. And if you haven't noticed, Chicago Cubs fans, the free agent market hasn't necessarily been all that active or burning up for the likes of Chris Bryant and big name free agents over over the last few years and we're about to have a labor war this offseason, and it's probably going to make it all that much harder for him to find a suitor and and somebody to give him big money. I don't know. Yes, Chris Bryant is going to make a lot of money in free agency this offseason. There's there's no doubt about that, and he should. But I don't I don't know that it's it's going to be as astronomical as as a lot of people are thinking it's going to be right now. And I don't 
I don't feel that I don't feel like the Cubs should should be outspent in any bidding war for a Chris Bryant that might happen this offseason. Even if you can't get him and Scott Boris to agree to some kind of deal, some kind of extension right now, and you haven't been able to up until now, well, okay, go let it go into the offseason and pay whatever you have to pay to keep that guy. Of the four guys, of the four guys between Bryant, Rizzo, Baez and and Contreras. If there's if you asked any baseball fan who you would build a team around as as we as we reset the Chicago Cubs after 2021, you would say it's Chris Bryant. So why is he the guy that that we're all assuming is 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 the piece that's going to go and then we'll figure out what we're going to do with Baez and Rizzo and Contreras and probably two of those guys are going to go. But I I think the Cubs are just looking at it and going, well, that's going to be the most expensive piece, so that's the piece that we've got to trade. And I just don't get that. This isn't this isn't Milwaukee, man. I work up in Milwaukee, and if we were talking about a Chris Bryant type of free agent about to hit the market for for a team of of that market size and that type of payroll, okay. But the payroll should not be an issue for the Cubs, despite what's happened in the last year. There isn't a salary cap that you have to work to get under. I don't. I don't feel good about trading any of those guys, but if there's one guy on my wish list that I want to keep as a Cubs fan, it's Chris Bryant. I, I want to know what's on your wish list as a Cubs fan and as a Sox fan as we sit less than a week away from the trade deadline. Sox fans, who do you want to go out and get? Do you have a guy? Do you have a position you're looking for them to address? And Cubs fans, who are you hoping that they keep? 312-644-6767 is how you call or text into the show. You can also tweet the show at 670thescore and at Hit and Run 670 Let's get a call in here. It'll be Bill and Will Met. You're on Hit and Run with Robbie Makloff. What's up, Bill? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm not too thrilled about trying to get a big name. Uh, we've got a, a third baseman named uh, Berger on the Sox, mm-hmm. and he could come in and fill in the third base, and the Cubs could get rid of uh, Bryant and in, in that trade get some of those uh, long relievers that the Cubs have that are doing a pretty good job, and that would fill a need in relieving. So I don't think we need a Bryant or a end-of-the-rotation guy or anything like that. So you're looking for like Tapera or Chafin for the Sox to go out and get? Yeah, get a, get a couple of those uh, relievers. I don't know their names. I'm not. I don't follow the Cubs that well, but I know that mm-hmm. they're they're supposed to be pretty good. Bill, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, those guys those guys have been pretty good for the Cubs, and those guys will probably be on the move too. And and those are like I said, we we can talk about the high profile headline making names that might be out there on the trade market but i i those are probably the types of guys more likely to be moved and to be acquired as we get closer and closer to July 30th what's on your wish list 5 days ahead of major league baseball's trade deadline as a Sox fan who are you wishing they go out and get and as a Cubs fan who are you wishing that they keep in a Cubs uniform as the deadline approaches? 312-644-6767 is how you can call in or text into Hit and Run. You can also tweet the show at 670thescore or at Hit and Run 670. Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel and back right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Beagle on Hit and Run this Sunday morning here on 670 The Score. Coming up, we'll talk with Bruce Levine, senior score baseball expert. Also, Patrick Mooney will join us 940 and 10 o'clock for those two guys, respectively. We're going to get to your calls in just a second. I was asking what's on your wish list ahead of the deadline as a Cubs fan in terms of who will stay in a Cubs uniform and who's on your wish list as a Sox fan in terms of who will be in a Sox uniform come July 30th and moving forward. 312-644-6767 is how you can call or text the show. Tweet us at Hit and Run 670 and at 670 to score. But some some breaking news there. Uh, well, not during the break, but during that first segment. Team USA lost to France today in the uh, in the first round of, of Olympic action. And it's their first loss since 2004 versus Argentina I was I was looking at that, and I'm not I'm not a big Olympics guy. Uh, I not I'm, I don't really care what happens in the Olympics. But if there's one thing I expect to happen in the Olympics, it's it's Team USA basketball to do well. And they were losing these friendlies leading up to actual tournament action. And I was going, well, they don't they don't really care about that. And some of the guys who are going to be on that team aren't even there yet. They were still playing in the playoffs in the NBA Finals. But uh, now they got everybody there, and now it means something. And now they're still losing to the likes of France. It's their first loss, like I said, since 2004 versus Argentina. So uh, it could be a problem for Team USA basketball if they, they don't get things right. That doesn't make sense, right, Sean? Like, even though it's not the dream team, Sean Anderson back in the studio, we we should still be beating up on the rest of the world in the sport of basketball, right? Something is amiss here. Yeah, Evan Fournier is still worse than Kevin Durant at basketball, whether it's an <laughs> Olympic player uh, in, in, in the NBA. Yes. So I have no idea how this happened. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I, I, don't know, I don't know how to make sense of it. But uh, let's get back to the baseball talk. It is hit and run after all. What's on your wish? list Sox fans and who's going to be in a Sox uniform and uh, what's on your wish list Cubs fans who will stay in a Cubs uniform let's go to Andersonville and Rick you're on hit and run with Rami Makhlouf what's up Rick all right thank you for taking my call my pleasure um so I'm a Cubs and a Sox fan so I'll say uh my wish list for both for the Cubs look I, I agree with you I think they're definitely you know they're definitely going to keep at least two of those guys but I would trade Brian not just because uh, of the money, but because of what you can get for uh, in return for him, uh, as opposed to any of the other three, and I would uh, build around Baez because uh, I think he has the most talent and the most upside in comparison to Contreras and Rizzo. Um, and then, as far as the White Sox are concerned, I definitely want to see them get a back end of the bullpen piece. I think a, a pair or Chafin would be a terrific addition. 
And because Nick Mandrigal is the only one that's not coming back this year, I would definitely target an infielder like Adam Frazier, somebody who has good contact, who can get on base, uh, because Eloy and uh, Robert are going to provide the power. So uh, that, that's my wish list on that. Appreciate the call, and and I'm 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 on the same page as you when it comes to the White Sox and infielder who could boost your on base percentage a little bit and some back end bullpen arms. I think are exactly what they need. I don't think you need a a big power bat in the middle of the lineup for for the White Sox. But when 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 you say what we can get for for Chris Bryant, man, have have people looked at at the uh, at the trade market and and what it's been for rental players the last few years? It's not great. It's not great, and you don't need to look any further. Hell, he wasn't even a rental player. Look what the Cubs got for you, Darvish. Expensive veteran talent is not necessarily what what most teams around Major League Baseball are going to be looking for right now. It's just not the way that teams are, are operating. They want cheap, affordable, controllable talent more times than not. And and the asking price for for rentals has gone way, way down in the last years. You're going to still get a pretty nice haul for Chris Bryant. But honestly, the thing that scares me the most about a potential Chris Bryant trade is just that, is that I don't I don't know that you're going to get value for, for that guy or that you can get value for that guy it, it, be, because of the way that the trade market has been for, for big price rentals. From the 847, why do you say that payroll is not a problem? Paying $200 million for a future Bryant is a huge gamble for a 25-man roster. For who? For who? For what team? For what market are we talking about here? The Cubs are not strapped for cash, man. I know, I know, I know the Ricketts would have you believe that they are, but the Cubs are not strapped for cash. They weren't when they put all that money, the three billion dollars or whatever it was, into infrastructure and buying all of Wrigleyville. They weren't expecting to recoup that in 2020. That was a long-term investment. They, they'll make that money back over the years with Chris Bryant or without Chris Bryant and his contract. Let's go to Larry in Midway. You're on Hit and Run. What's up, Larry? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Good. All right. So, yeah, I wanted to touch on the subject with uh, the Cubs keeping what players I think they should keep. So, I think you got to keep Rizzo. You know, he's been very loyal. He has been productive. Um, you know, he does. He has had the issues with the back and all. But I think you let him stay, let him resign, keep him for cheap, maybe. Uh, but Bryant, Chris Bryant, love the guy, but you know he does got to go. And why? Why I'm does he got to go? Why does he got to go? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know he's not the bad guy here, um, but it's just it's, he, we're, we can get a lot from him for him. Better yet, I, from other. I don't teams. know that you can. People, I, people. Thanks for the call, man. That's the that's the second caller to say it. I think we're all stuck in the past when we're talking about what you get for big time rental players. They're gonna get they're gonna get a good haul for him. Not a great haul. Temper your expectations. I'm telling you right now, temper your expectations for what's coming back in return for Chris Bryant. You might get one, one top twenty prospect. And then and and then some and then a bunch of guys after that to to make the deal look a lot better. I don't think you can expect more than that. And 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 that's that's a gamble. You're not getting Chris Bryant in return, who is basically a sure thing. 312-644-6767. Uh, got a text here. The Cubs aren't going to help out the White Sox anymore after that Eloy trade. Ryan tweets it, texts in. Uh, got another one. It is, is it possible for Chris Bryant to say he doesn't want to go to Houston or somebody and just burn the Cubs? No, he doesn't have 
He doesn't have a no-trade clause in his contract. Let's go back to the phones and Libertyville. Jordan, you're on Hit and Run with Rami Makhlouf. What's up, Jordan? Hey, a couple points. Number one, the guy that nobody's talking about is Marcus Simeon. The Blue Jays are like eight and a half out in the American League East. They're like five out in the wild card. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know what to make of the Blue Jays. People keep talking about them like they're buyers, but they're right. You look at the standings, and it doesn't. I, I, it doesn't make sense for them to be buyers to me. But that's that's what I'm hearing. But may, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll be sellers. We'll see. Um, but yeah, his WAR is four point five. Simeon's and Bryant's is two point two. Um, and the, and the point. Uh, my second point is about like Nelson Cruz. Look what look what the uh, the Twins got for Nelson Cruz. Like next to nothing, and. I can't, you can't tell me in a playoff game, I'd rather have Nelson Cruz at the dish in a critical moment than Chris Bryant, unfortunately. I mean, I, um, I'd, I, I think I'd be happy MLB with either one at the plate, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Appreciate the um, call, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point that he brings up about Nelson Cruz. I'm telling you, man. People think that this great haul is coming in return for Chris Bryant. And I don't know if the Cubs have just been that successful in 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 brainwashing us and, and getting us to accept the fact or maybe even look forward to the fact that they're about to trade their best player and a perennial MVP candidate. I mean the talk has been going on so long that you almost you almost just get you almost just get numb to it. Maybe maybe that's what's going on and 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 they put propaganda out there about what maybe could be coming back the other way. I'm telling you man Temper your expectations when it comes to the hall for Chris Bryant. I heard I heard Parkins and Spiegel talking about this last week or, or a couple weeks ago about what you can expect in return. And two or three top one hundred prospects is just not it's just not what you get in, in in return for those guys anymore in trade deadline deals for rentals. It's not what teams are looking for. Let's get in Kevin in Palatine. You're on hit and run. What's up, Kevin? Hey, good morning. Hey, I just had to call in after that other Cubs fan uh, called in. Boy, we just got this whole thing backwards wanting to keep Anthony Rizzo. What is it about his 170 batting average or all 33 of his RBIs or his horrible on-base percentage or the fact he's getting older and he can't stay healthy and he's unvaccinated and he's kind of a pain in the rear end? Well, what about all those things makes us say we have to re-sign him and keep him? Two words for him. See ya. The other thing I have to say is have fun in Miami next year. This moron turned down $70 million in five years. He's not the guy you keep. The guy you re-sign today is Wilson Contreras. He's the dude with heart. He's the guy you keep. Get rid of Rizzo today. Appreciate the call. My feelings for Anthony Rizzo are not quite as strong as as the caller there. Um, I, I, I love Anthony. Some of the stuff he said, very valid. The vaccination thing, I don't get. I don't know his health and his 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 medical situation though. He's had he's had issues in the past, obviously with the leukemia. So I, I don't know how that affects whether or not he should he should get the vaccine. But if you're just looking at this from from a baseball standpoint, and you look at the the core four of guys that they have, and and the age and the production of Anthony Rizzo compared to the other three guys, while despite what that last caller said, yes, he's he he is he's a fan favorite. He's been the face of this franchise along with Chris Bryant. He's been sort of the leader in that clubhouse and the guy who has been kind of a spokesperson for the Cubs. But just from a baseball standpoint, I agree with him right there that if if any of those four guys make sense to let walk or trade right now at the trade deadline, 
putting sentimental feelings aside, which I think you have to do for all four of those guys, probably makes the most sense for Anthony Rizzo to not be part of the future. He's also the, probably the cheapest guy to resign, and that's probably why the Cubs are selling us as the guy that they have to resign. Let's go out to Brooklyn and Woody. He's got his White Sox wish list ahead of the trade deadline coming up in five days. What's up, Wood? Hey, I want uh, I want Max Scherzer in that rotation for the playoffs, and here's why. So I'm going to stack my rotation right with Giolito, Keiko, Lynn, Scherzer, and I might put bullpen. I definitely put these in the bullpen. I might even put Keiko in the bullpen. If I go four deep in my rotation, then I can shore up my bullpen problems with my starting rotation I currently have in place, and that solves a lot of problems real quick for the Sox. In theory, yes. In theory, that does solve a lot of problems for the Sox. Thanks a lot for the call, man. Swapping guys in and out of the rotation and and into the bullpen is is easier said than done. Whether guys are are willing to do that or, or happily willing to do that is an issue, whether or not they, they, they have the makeup to go out and do it. It's a whole different ball game, man. It's a whole different ball game if you're asking Dallas Keuchel to go from the rotation to the bullpen and, and what you're going to ask him to do out of that bullpen. Remember a few years back when, when the Cubs are bringing John Lester out of the bullpen and said, we only want to do it for clean innings. Late, late in playoff series, they were, they were considering it. They only want to do it in clean innings, and when they didn't, they they ran into some problems. A starting pitcher is used to coming out to start an inning, zero outs, zero zero guys on base, no count, just coming out with a clean inning and doing their thing and asking them to change their mindset and do it. It sounds good in theory, and it and it might work. You go, I'm sure I'm sure Sean back in the studio who's probably salivating at the thought of adding a Max Scherzer to this team and all the options that it gives you. But it's it's it sounds good in theory, but easier said than done, right, Sean? Does that entice you getting a Max Scherzer and shuffling these guys back and forth to the bullpen and the rotation? Not really. I mean, like, really? I, I mean, it's it's tough to be like, no, I don't want a multiple Cy Young winner in the rotation. Right. Like, it's it's tough not to say that, but it's not their need, right? Like, I think th- the three man rotation of Rodon, Lynn, and Giolito should be enough, and I think Cease can give you a decent amount of innings. He can give you three innings if you need him to, and Keiko can be fine for two. So I, I think they're fine on starting pitching. I think they need those bullpen pieces like desperately because, you know, Scherzer, we've seen guys come out of the bullpen before starters like Bumgarner have great times, but I, it's not often that they come out and dominate because it's just not roles that they're used to. Let's get in one more call in Grand Rapids listening on the Odyssey app is Dave. Dave, what's on your wish list? Hey, Ronnie, enjoy the show. Thank you, man. Sox fans crack me up because they want to acquire an all-star team, but yet they don't want to give up anyone. So uh, wishful thinking there. As far as the Cubs are concerned, the uh, biggest issue with KB is his agent. Boros is going to take him to free agency. Um, I see Boston shelling out a lot of money. It's unfortunate, but he's the guy I would want to keep most. Rizzo can move along to the earlier caller. He hasn't shown leadership since he challenged the Reds dugout many years ago. He's been at the core, and yet they've failed in the playoffs since 2017. So what's the point there? You're paying a guy with a bad back. That makes no sense. You have to extend Contreras, Baez possibly. It depends on what he wants to make. And you definitely have to move Kimbrell because he's got the most value at the trade deadline this year. Appreciate the call, man. Sean, I'm not down there every day. Have people turned on Anthony Rizzo? That's the second call in a row that we got saying Anthony Rizzo doesn't do a lot of good for the Chicago Cubs. I thought he was... 
I thought he was the dude. I thought people loved them. So, and I still love Anthony Rizzo, but like I'm up here, I'm up here in Milwaukee doing an afternoon show Monday through Friday. Has has, has Rizzo lost a lot of the Cubs nation? I don't know if he's lost a lot of it, but I think that he's losing some supporters. I think the fact that he's not has the production's been down this year. You've seen some mental laps on the base running. Uh, you saw in the Cardinal series an extra innings, him running home, getting caught up. Uh, I think that stuff like that, and then also the Contreras stuff with them barking in the dugout, and then Contreras calling out teammates. I think people are looking for those guys. You know, like who is Contreras calling out? I think people are kind of focusing in on Rizzo. So I, it's he's losing some supporters. That's I I I did not I did not I, I did not know that I didn't ha- I guess I didn't have my finger on that particular pulse that people are turning on Anthony Rizzo. Like I said, from a baseball standpoint, it just makes sense to me that he might be the dude that's out. But I st- I still got I still got love for Anthony Rizzo, man. I and when he says the what the Red Sox are going to shell out a bunch of money for Chris Bryant, should the should the Red Sox be able to shell out more money than the Cubs? Again, if Scott Boris wants to take this to a bidding war. There isn't a bidding war that the Cubs shouldn't be able to win. They lost a lot of money in the last year, yeah, but it's it's coming back. Have you seen Wrigley Field? They got that TV network that they talk so much about and how it would provide wheelbarrows of money to put back into the baseball team. Don't talk to me about the how much people are going to shell out for Chris Bryant. Let's talk more about this Cubs and White Sox and what might be happening ahead of the trade deadline. Score senior baseball expert Bruce Levine will join me, Rami Makloff, in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run this Sunday morning on 670 The Score. I want to ask you a question. Maybe you can ask Bruce Levine. Tommy Makloff in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run with you here on a Sunday morning on 670 to score. Jam-packed show coming up. Patrick Mooney, senior writer at The Athletic, will join me at 10. We'll talk some White Sox with Scott Merkin of MLB.com at 11. And Will Salmon, Brewers writer for The Athletic at 12 o'clock. And before we get out of here, a tribute to Hawk Harrelson as he's rightfully put into Cooperstown this weekend. But joining us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, he is Score Senior Baseball Expert. You catch him on Inside the Clubhouse Saturday mornings right here on The Score. It's a pleasure to welcome in Bruce Levine. Bruce, how are you this afternoon, sir? Uh, great, Rami. What's going on? Where are we starting, north or south side today? Let, let's start on the south side today, and and we'll, we'll talk about who, who might be in a White Sox uniform soon as far as outside additions. But I was saying to start the show that they should be getting three additions to that lineup right around the trade deadline between Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and Yasmani Grandal. It sounds like the closest of those three right now is Eloy, and it sounds like he's real close to being back in a White Sox uniform. Yeah, you know, I, I would be shocked uh, if things go uh, right today that uh, he's not with the White, with the White Sox starting tomorrow. Uh, there's, there's no reason not to. Uh, David Haw and I had uh, Chris Johnson, the hitting coach of the uh, – uh, Charlotte uh, team, the AAA team for the White Sox yesterday, and we asked him the first question out. David asked him, you know, how ready is Eloy? And he says, as far as I'm concerned, he's ready to go. So from from this point on, might as well have those good at bats uh, with a team that needs uh, some uh, some influx of offense. So the White Sox have gotten by uh, most recently on very good pitching. Uh, the offense has started to really struggle a bit. So uh, the you put in uh, Jimenez in the lineup, and uh, that's an that's an automatic plus. No, no matter if he goes over four or not, uh, that's a headache for the other side and uh, a plus for the rest of the lineup. 
Is there is there going to be a struggle to keep him out, out of the out of the field though, and and in that DH role, or do you think that it'll be it'll be a mix of the two? You know, that's that's a really intriguing question because I, I've asked an awful lot about that. You know, here's a player that has been injured every year of his career, going back to the minor leagues. Rami, I, I mean, this is every year there's been something physically wrong. Now, some of it you can just say is bad luck. Some of it is just playing baseball. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, he's been injury prone, whether uh, there's uh, an awkwardness about some of the moves, movement in the field or whether he just hustles too much and uh, he gets ahead of his body. Whatever it is, he wants to play the outfield. Uh, he has improved dramatically out there. But um, when you sit down and you're Rick Hahn and uh, you're Kenny Williams and your front office and you say, how can we best get 600 at-bats out of one of the more dynamic hitters in the game? I think it's a simpler equation that he's got a DH much more than he does play the outfield. What about the timeline for the other two guys, Robert and Yasmani Grandal? What are we looking Robert's at there? Probably, Robert hopefully is only a couple weeks behind. And uh, the way Grandal has improved and, and jumped ahead of the time schedule of what they thought was going to be four to six weeks to recover from the knee surgery, uh, he, he's not talking timeline, but w- when he talked to the media yesterday, he talked about the fact that uh, he feels great. He's getting a lot of work in already. So the timeline might be, I would, I would guess if he has no setback, the timeline would be maybe two and a half weeks from now. Talking with Bruce Levine, score senior baseball expert here on Hit and Run, Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. Given given that those three guys will be added back to the lineup, I was saying while while the the instinct, the knee jerk reaction, Bruce might be to go and get a big bat. I know a lot of Sox fans, including my producer Sean Anderson, would like to see Chris Bryant in a, in a White Sox uniform sometime between now and the trade deadline. I don't with those three guys coming back. I don't know that that's necessarily a need. I'm, I I would think adding to that bullpen would would be would be more of a a need for the White Sox just to shorten up games and when they have leads. Late in games in September and October, they can kind of close the door on teams. Which way do you think that they're going? Big splashy bat or maybe add a couple arms to the bullpen? I, I'm, I'll go with you, the bullpen arms. I think that those are priorities. But I think also second base. And I, I think a guy like Adam Frazier would be at the very top of their list. You know, before it was Eduardo Escobar, there was almost a trade made. Injuries to Escobar and a quarter zone shot to one of the White Sox pitchers. Uh, ended that particular deal that was very close to being completed, as Bob Nightingale, USA Today, reported over, about a month ago. And uh, the fact is, is that, uh, I mean, when you see September come and the winds change and you know that home runs are harder to hunt than they are at the middle of the summer, that's when you know if you want a championship-caliber team with an offense that can score in numerous ways, you would like Frazier and Anderson to be at the top of your order. Uh, there's speed, there's, uh, there's, there's batting average, which gets you on base. Uh, there's on-base percentage with Frazier. Um, you want to be, a, and it's a left-handed bat and a good second baseman. So my, my perspective is you go after the bullpen guys, hopefully maybe more than one, and you also... Uh, solidified by getting uh, one of the top hitters for average uh, in the National League in Frazier. So forget about the slug. Eloy should supply slug 
Robert, when he comes back, he should supply slug. Get the on-base guy, the guy that's going to get you a base hit, the guy that's leading the National League in hits, uh, the guy that can do a lot of little things at second base. To me, the, the top of the order and being able to score in different ways is the really, really the way to go about it for the White Sox. On the other side of town, how much of a how much of a scorched earth approach do you think we're going to see between now and the trade deadline? Who, who, if anybody, will be left standing by by Friday, Bruce? Well, you know, it, it's uh, you know I've been around a while, and uh, the indication from the scouts around here is that uh, most teams are interested in uh, the Cubs bullpen pitchers right now. So, Kimbrel, Tapera, uh, Chafin, those are the guys that are being looked at the most. Certainly there's interest in Baez, certainly there's interest in Bryant, but it's not the type of interest uh, that might bring you uh, what you want in return at this point in time. Uh, You know, the New York Mets are a team uh, that has interest in Bryant. The Phillies, Washington, they have interest in Bryant. But I I do not know if you're going to get back what you should get back for a great talent like Chris Bryant at this point because they may not be, uh, he may not be the priority of teams. Now, that said, we have uh, six days left until, uh, you know, next Friday, or at least five days, and uh, things could change. Injuries over the next five days uh, could change uh, a team's need, a, a contending team's need to be able to go out there and, uh, and get a, a Baez or a Bryant. But uh, it's, n- it's not incumbent upon... Jed Hoyer to give these guys away. I don't think he will do that. I don't think he has the uh, interest to to just uh, dump uh, uh, two of the more iconic players in Cub history and and don't leave uh, Rizzo out. Even though he's he's been battling and grinding lately, not hitting the way that he wants to or anyone wants him to. Uh, you know, a team like the New York Yankees, who are on the cusp of uh, being a wild card team, uh, they are very right-handed and need a left-handed bat. Uh, that left-handed bat and defense at first base would be a pretty intriguing player for the New York Yankees with Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, Bruce, the 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 asking price for for rental players, especially especially offensive rental players, has has gone way down in the last few years. Do you think there's a chance the Cubs hang on to these guys and, and hope they can come to some kind of agreement in the off season, or do you think that they just take whatever is the best offer that comes between now? and the July 30th trade deadline for, for whoever they decide to move on from? Well, I think they weigh a lot of things. Like, you know, there are you know, rumors about you know, Cubs trading with uh, Brewers and giving them Rizzo. I mean, you're, you're not going to do that, okay? That, that's, that's just too rough for a fan base like the Cubs uh, fans to uh, swallow. You, know, you can imagine, you know, Rizzo jumping up and down with the Brewers. They win a world championship. I, I, don't, think that, I don't think that works. That said... Hoyer will talk to all 29 other general managers, including the Brewers and David Stearns, and and he he will absolutely uh, listen to uh, what what they have to say. So that's his job. It's not an easy one right now, but uh, I I think he's going to do it and hopefully accomplish what's right for uh, the Cubs 2022 on. I think, uh, you know, this season looked like it was still salvageable as far as contending possibly for a wild card. Uh, I think that, you know, it's probably that ship has sailed now. That is Bruce Levine, score senior baseball expert. Find his work at 670thescore.com Saturday mornings on Inside the Clubhouse and on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for the time. My pleasure, too. Have a great day. 
And Bruce joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We'll continue trade deadline talk. We'll uh, focus on the north side with Patrick Mooney, senior writer at The Athletic. He'll join me next. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run with you on a Sunday morning on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.